I'm Andy Contaglia, your corporate casual Denver-based business attorney bringing you the Don't Skip the Legal podcast, where you can listen in on the real stories, the real stakes, and the real legal lessons from real business owners just like you. These behind-the-door conversations about business are instrumental to your success. This is where the deals are made, negotiations are discussed, and company problems are identified, leading you to overcoming the challenges we all face in our business. This podcast is your invitation to where the real business happens and also where the best ideas take place. So let's get behind the doors in business and break down these legal lessons. And overall, remember, don't skip the legal. This is Andy Contagulia bringing you the Don't Skip the Legal podcast. This episode is brought to you from the floor at PodFest 2023 in Orlando, Florida. This latest episode features Fernando Ide Pieres, who has built a portable audio recording device because he really wanted to be able to record his audiobook and the existing interface that he was using wasn't really good enough. He is an electrical engineer by just sort of his experience. And overall, this device that he created has received a very positive response from people that he's introduced it to. And he has also taken all the necessary legal steps, like obtaining a provisional patent, doing the trademarking and the branding of his device. The conversation that we had on the floor there really covers the importance of securing your ideas and the products legally, and also the process of obtaining patents and trademarks. This podcast offers valuable insights and advice for entrepreneurs and business owners as we explore the legal lessons Fernando has navigated bringing his new product to market. So let's dive in. All right, there we go. We are with Fernando here at PodFest 2023 Orlando, call in Orlando, Florida. Awesome. Good to hear, see you. Hey, how are you, my friend? Doing well. We are here looking at your new Audio Sigma. Let's check this thing out. <laughs> Look at this. Podcast recording, on the go, smaller, portable, ready to rock and roll. This is amazing. In its infancy, starting to build it out. We're recording on my iPhone, which is even better, so that's the quality that you're getting from this. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, it's, uh, it came about because I wanted to record my audiobook, and then uh, the interface I had wasn't good enough. And instead of uh, buying another one, I actually built one myself, and people seemed to like it. So that's how it started. <laughs> well, this is great. And I mean, we've had a lot of really good discussions sort of as we've met here. And you know my angle, being a lawyer and everything, trying to sort of build and make sure that you know entrepreneurs and people who are starting their businesses, building products and things like that, are not skipping the legal, as I right, always right. like to say, That's since, so you know, my, my mantra is don't skip the legal. But what you've managed to do as you're setting up the next microphone here, you've done a lot of the, the basics that I see people missing. I mean, you have a provisional patent on your product. Oh wow! You have, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, that, and, and that's, that's reassuring. You've got your you've got your branding uh, trademarked already. Yes. I mean, all these things people miss. Mm-hmm. And I mean, let, let me ask you this question: What? Shoot. <laughs> too many late nights, and my voice is all cracking here. Uh, what? How did you know that that was? Those were some of the first steps you needed to take as you were building out your product. Uh, I've been I've been in this road uh, for a while. Uh, I filed for a couple non-provisional patents uh, when I was in Brazil, and it's a very involved process, <laughs> expensive as well. I worked for seven years for Kicker, uh, and then you know, uh, doing my research, I think I, I I came across. Well, I actually not only came across, but I learned about uh, learned a lot from Stephen King. I think that's his name. He's got a couple of books called um, 
one idea, one, something like that, I don't quite remember. But he talks about the provisional patent, and the provisional patent is an excellent tool because you have one year of headroom to test your thing, so you gotta be quick. Right. Um, but you know, if you have something that is proven to be valuable in your hands, then you can at least, you know, sink the money in a patent with a little bit of ease of mind because the, the patents I've done in Brazil, um, literally, I, I just just lost my, my money and my time. It was quite quite appalling, to be honest with you. Well, I, I can imagine that the patent process in Brazil is a lot different than it is here in the United States. I think it's really similar. Uh, I think the laws are also quite similar. It was it was very smooth, but what it's just a lot of work to write the patent report and all the claims and all that. It's just a ton of, you know, it consumes you with, with a lot of time and you know, if it's not worthwhile, if it's if the money doesn't pay off either, then it's 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 hard. And here's not different, but here the U.S. the only country, as far as I know, is the only country that uh, allows you the privilege of filing for a provisional patent. So if you're broke and you've spent seventy dollars, seventy-five dollars last time I checked, I know no broke entrepreneurs, none of them. No, 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 they're all rich. They're all rich. They all start rich. And they continue to be rich, and oh, then they, they get do. richer. That's right. You know, and I'm not lying, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So you built this out. You have you're an electrical engineer by by training, but by, by education. How did you get broken into uh, self-taught, man? Self-taught. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, started at the age of four. Okay. So I've been doing this for 31 years. Wow. <laughs> out of 35. Uh, 28 years old, I was hired from Brazil to work at Kicker, and, and then of course uh, that really also benefited me because I got to work with many other engineers, and I'm their senior design engineer, so I mean, they they were fine with the fact that I didn't have a degree, I certainly don't feel the necessity to go get one now, <laughs> you know, I can, I can do the things, so it's not like law or medicine that you have to have a degree to practice because otherwise it's criminal right. if you burn a transistor it's okay <laughs> you're allowed to do, you're allowed to fix the the path of of everything on that so Correct. how did you come up with this design what was your what was your impetus behind why you wanted to design this I mean there are, there are a number of products like this out there how does your product differ from all the others and what big changes did you want to make in your product to make it easier for the user yeah <laughs> Well, you know, audio interfaces, they, they actually, the name is proper, right? It's an audio interface. It sounds like, and it is, a generic audio input and output device. So right. if you're going to record your guitar, you get an audio interface. If you're going to record a podcast, you get an audio interface. If you want to record a voiceover work, you get an audio interface. But it's this generic looking thing that if I give it to my mom, she can't figure out because the, the, the labels are like uh, pad, gain, uh, aux, uh, monitor, it's like, what is this stuff, right? Like, if, if, if somebody doesn't have some level of proficiency in the, you know, uh, pro audio realm, it's hard to figure out. And the Pod Mobile, the name suggests, is purpose designed and built for interviews and podcasts. Right. Right? And the voiceover community fell in love with it because the, the noise, the noise floor is so, so low in this unit. So they love it because they can do voiceover work and like it's only their voice like complete void in the back. Right. So they they fell in love with because of the quality. So I was lucky in a way to literally get that, that idea out of my you know like I didn't for real 
you know, I didn't really do market research, and it just so happens that it, you know, it fits at least two customer segments, voiceover and podcasting, very well. Well, what I'm what I'm fascinated by with all this, and you know, my my setup is really simple. So I mean, <laughs> you and I are sitting here having breakfast, and we're talking about it, and you pull this out, and you're like, hey, let's give this a shot. Yeah. So here we are on this impromptu sort of interview with one another about building this out. Um, we are in. Uh, you know, a banquet hall. We've got probably 150 people around us eating breakfast. Yes. Um, there's a little bit of ambient, you know, noise and talking behind just, us, but for the most bit. part, here we are. We've got our mics and we're putting together this, you know, this uh, this interview. But, um, I mean, what did you, have you started your company? Are you building it out on your own? How did, how did you decide you wanted to organize your, your oh, business and all that I love your stuff? question. Okay, so lifelong dream to become an employer. Okay. Okay. Because everybody needs work. Not everybody is willing to go through the motions and the difficulties of starting a company. And you know, instead of just taking a job, I'd like to create jobs. Right. So uh, huge motivation for me. Uh, the other thing that you know, somebody that knows me very well said, if you don't own it, you don't love it. So yeah. So I have that personal necessity of having my own company. Um, worked as an entrepreneur in Brazil for ten years. Then got. I couldn't refuse the job at Kicker. It was amazing. Like they, they, I mean, I had a green card in two years. I've, I've been treated extremely well by them, and uh, it's been excellent working for them. So I could sit back and just chill, uh, you know, and, and buy nice things. But instead, I'm, I, I live rather frugally, and I put all the money into this venture here because uh, I know that when I'm 40, 50, 60, I don't want to have that. I want to be having my company and you know, taking care of jobs and company culture and deciding what we are doing and why instead of figuring out how and calculating the resistor on the board so this needs to happen and I better move now than later did I answer your question for the most part I think I mean how are you set up how is your business structure set up are you an LLC did you okay got it it's an LLC okay yeah it's an LLC uh, so uh, a yeah. solo member. You're the only member yes. of your LLC Correct. at this point. Okay. Correct. Um, yeah, so far it's an LLC, one member, but uh, I'm, I met a wonderful guy that's like, we've been friends for a while, and he's an awesome sales guy. Trust him with my life, and we're going to go into this uh, 85% me, 50%, 15% him. Okay. So we'll, we'll uh, partner up and probably start a, a new LLC, but the, um, the Audio Sigma name remains. So let me ask you this question. What do you see? What what is keeping you up at night as you build your business? So here you go. You're sitting oh, okay, down with like me. We're nine minutes into this interview right now. Interesting. I'm giving you a consultation. Okay, cool. What do, what do you want? What do you want to learn? You're here. We're friends. We're gonna build this relationship as we move forward. So, what can I do to help you? You tell me. I I don't really know yet. Uh, but what keeps me up at night is the manufacturing. Okay because uh, currently I build the units myself. So if you hit me up on LinkedIn, you will not find this to sell online, anywhere, or any store whatsoever, because they're not for sale publicly. But you know, if you hit me up, I, I build them one myself, but I need to figure out a company, trustworthy company to build this with quality. And I don't want to build in China for multiple reasons. Uh, we don't need to go there, but the price of building this in the US is, is 2.5 times higher than China. So that's been keeping, up, keeping me up at night because it's definitely uh, the funnel in this equation. So I'm not yet talking a ton about it. I'm not, you know, blown, you know, making a carnival bark and, and being an exhibitor here or right. anything of the sort because 
the quantity is limited. Well, we had an interesting discussion before we started recording, uh-huh. and that was, you know, as I was talking to you about, you know, financing options, finding investors, venture oh, yeah. capital, that kind of right, thing. Right, right, you know, right. I mentioned, you know, a, a, an opportunity that many entrepreneurs take on in the United States going through Indiegogo, AngelVest, right. oh, yeah, Kickstarter, that's a great point. that kind You're of right, thing. Right. And you were like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I don't want and to I do that. And I think it's interesting in the tech space because what you brought up to me, mm-hmm. I hadn't really thought about. Right. So for me in understanding where your head is when it comes to technology, I think this is really a big, a big deal. So tell us exactly why you are at least at this point, hesitant to go onto one of those platforms to raise money for your business venture. Yeah, so as far as tech goes, like it's an electronic device and you uh, do crowdfunding, Indiegogo, Kickstarter, any of those platforms, there are a lot of you know eyes on it and you know you can get, and I don't want to say China, but it, I'm saying already, but you know you could very well have that idea uh, copied, you know, and maybe they will go to market before you do, and then what do you do, you know? So I'm like, okay, I think eventually that will get copied, but if, if I got gotten enough momentum already, the name out there, and that knockoff is not the death sentence of my business, okay, right. so be it, I'm on to the next thing. But if I start from scratch with Kickstarter or Indiegogo, who knows, maybe they beat you to the market and then you're done. Well, there are two big things in business. You want to either be best price or first to market. Yeah. And I think you raise a pretty good point that in many instances when you have, you know, people from China who might be looking in the tech space, they can build it faster and beat you to market, yes. and they can build it cheaper and beat you on price. Yeah, because they're in that hub already. They already have, like, factories and factories around them. Maybe they have a factory themselves, yeah. you know? So maybe they are the factory. So while you're shopping around for factory, they're like, they're already setting up the production line, man. Right. So, and the other aspect, personally, uh, and that's me, is that I'm not on this to, uh, you know, I want to build this business, sell the business. No, no, I'm on this because I want this to be a lifelong career. So, as much as I can, I will self-fund this thing. And you know, investors, an investor is only welcome in my my company when they bring more than money, when they bring their sweat, and that's a must. And hopefully a wealth of knowledge as well. Complementary skills are such. I th- that's a really good point because, I mean, you mentioned your your business partner. I'll call, I'll call him a business partner for lack of a better term. At this, point. Uh-huh. Um, this person's coming in. He's going to get 15%. How do you envision his involvement within your company and with the build-out of this product? Well, if I do my job right, he'll be a full-time guy. Okay. In what, in, what capacity? in what capacity? Salesperson. Okay. Yeah, he's a great sales guy. Excellent sales guy. And just wonderful. Uh, it's, you can sit here with him and be friends like almost immediately. And he's a genuine person. He's not, you know, faking it. He's, he's just that guy. Community oriented. So he's got the skills that I don't have. I get easily overwhelmed with this stuff. I'm not the best salesperson at all. So I'm a good engineer. Excellent engineer. But I'm, I'm a probably, I'd say... Not even average. I'm, I'm, you know, substandard sales guy, and Jeff's got all these, you know, complementary skills. Well, and I look a, up to him as a guy, as yeah. a person. He's a good man. There's an old saying in: uh, if you've ever watched horse racing, you, you don't, don't bet on the horse; you bet on the jockey. Yeah. And so, what you're, you know, an important concept here, and this is, you know, in in 27 years of representing businesses and partnerships and 
you know, people who go into business with one another, I always see these relationships that start off great and then end up deteriorating. Oh, yeah. And the reason right. for that is because the relationship is built not on the skills necessarily that the person is bringing to the table. Right. Um, and I think what you need to do is, is focus on skills. You really need to keep it professional. You right. need to make sure that all your agreements are in place. You need to make sure that you have a shareholder agreement, or in your case, an operating agreement that manages right. how your company's gonna be organized and managed and ownership and how you're gonna split and distribute profits and things like that down the line. Because as much as you guys love each other now, Mm -hmm. There's going to be a time that you might hate each other's guts. Oh, yeah, that's entirely possible. But I think it's unlikely with this particular person. I've had a lot of people say that. Well, you know, I, I think plan your for it. Plan skepticism your, is healthy your and, and, and justified. And I hope that that's not the case. But I'm not saying it won't be the case. It yeah. could be the case. Uh, but I'd rather uh, lose the business side of things with him than lose his friendship. So well, my, my point is... I don't think there's anything wrong with going into business with your friends. Mm -hmm. I think the key needs to be act as if they aren't your friend. You're not planning for the start. You're planning for the end. Yes. And the goal here is to protect yourself when the shit hits the fan. Totally. And all of this is breaking down and you hate each other's guts and one's ready to leave and you're sick and tired of this guy because he... Ran off and took the company credit card and bought a Ferrari. And, yeah, exactly. You know, all this nonsense. I know you wouldn't, but, yeah. but you know, these are the things that happen. Because I've represented oh, companies yeah. where that has happened. And, yes. it, and, and the breakdown in the relationship is the work. They call it a business divorce for a reason. Uh -huh. And you need to protect yourself going into that. So what's your advice for me? Get a really good operating agreement. Uh-huh really define the roles and responsibilities for what he's going to do and what you're going to do. I love it. Define how, what role he's going to play. Is Absolutely. he going to be an employee? Is he going to be a manager? Is he going to be just an owner? Because in a business, you can wear all three of those hats. Can you help me with that agreement? Of course I can okay. help you with that agreement. Can we shake on that? Of course. <laughs> elbows, because I'm holding my mic with my chicken hand. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, no, sounds good, man. I think you have great points there. So I, I'm excited for you. I think this is great, and it's been really fun getting to uh, know you over this. And again, uh, this is the Audio Sigma product. Here it is again, this uh, little streaming thing. And based on everything that we have sort of discovered and learned throughout this conference, there are, are similar products that are a lot bigger. Yeah, and they do less. <laughs> the fact, and they do less. And the <laughs> fact that you can throw this nice little package into your backpack and your briefcase and throw it around and have available to you the, the opportunity. The mic's bigger than the thing. Yeah, the, it is. It is, totally. And we're recording this on my uh, my iPhone, which is even yeah. more remarkable. Um, and I'm excited to sort of see how this breaks down and moves forward. So Yeah, well, uh, I'll, I'll keep you in the loop. And, uh, Please do. Please when do. I, when, it's not an if, it's when. I need legal advice and, and work. <laughs> I know who, who to go to already. So Reach I appreciate out, that. I'm Maybe always, that was uh, meant to be. I'm yeah. always here for my friends. Nice Thank you, my you, friend. Man. Awesome. Well. Enjoy the rest of the conference. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. All right.
Thank you for listening to the Don't Skip the Legal Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Contagulia. I hope you enjoyed our time together and this great opportunity to peek behind the business door and examine the legal lessons in business. If you're keen to hear how these lessons can be applied in the real world, well, join us next week for another episode where you can listen in to another business success story. As always, you can head over to contagulia.com forward slash podcast to sign up to our email list, as well as check out all the links and resources in our show notes. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at AJCESQ. Thanks again. This is Andy Contagulia reminding you to don't skip the legal. Good luck. The legal information contained in this podcast is intended for general informational and entertainment purposes only. It should only be used as a starting point for addressing your specific legal issue. The legal information I talk about does not create an attorney-client relationship between you and me. This podcast is not a substitute for an in-person or telephonic consultation with a lawyer who is licensed to practice in your jurisdiction about your specific legal issue, and you should not rely on this legal information for those purposes. You understand that questions and answers or other information contained in this podcast are not confidential and are not subject to attorney-client privilege. I am not providing you a legal service. Every legal case is different, and past performance is not indicative of future results. Please consult your own attorney.